0: Welcome to the Vivid Vision Podcast. Thank you for tuning in and making your choice to win. This is the show we normally motivate and inspire. We give you tactical strategies to implement on your way to greatness. And now, here is your host, Shevar Umeni.
1: All right. Welcome to Vivid Vision Podcast. I hope you're well. Yeah, (laughs) I'm well here. Just the fear subsidy remover. It's Nigeria, but we are coping. (sighs) We pray for the best, you know. (laughs) All right, welcome to Vivid Vision Podcast. And today promises to be an exciting one because I have with me she knows so Rafaela. she said i shouldn't uh, i shouldn't add she so i should just call her Rafaela, but i call her Rafi. Rafi is here with me today and she is the owner of teenage limbo teenage limbo is a podcast that helps youth that helps the teenager in decision making i think okay she knows so rafela can we know you better please
2: hi every listener of the vivid vision show um, my name is Raffaella or short, you don't have to mention the whole on to Raffaella. So I have a podcast titled The Teenage Limbo with Raffi and it's a space where I can share my ideas that help young adults through the transitioning process of defining their career. So it's more like a safe spot to have and hear relatable ideas people don't get to talk to people on a daily basis so yes that's what my podcast is about
1: thank you very much So oh. raf i think your focus is more on the teenagers you focus more on the teenagers what do you talk about
2: okay so basically there are some cringe topics and life experiences people do not like talking about sometimes when they happen to us we just like to crawl up on our beds and maybe sulk and just regret why me. But some, I talk about these things. I make it feel safe and relatable. And I also pinpoint some aspects that we go through when we are trying to figure out oh, what am I going to do with my life? You know, everything that entails the limbo. So I talk about it and I give people the room to listen to me and they understand that, oh, they are not the only ones that are passing through this process. Or they've made some certain mistakes and they can listen to what I have to say and they're like, oh, okay, I could take this step to overcome this particular stage in my life that I am. So it's basically for young adults transitioning into defining what they want to do with their lives although you could listen if you're older maybe you could advise someone younger to take the advice So, that's-
1: yeah yeah i do know that older people have made more mistakes and so have more regrets
2: oh definitely definitely i think with the way the world is going prevention is better than cure if i am to say prevention is better than cure at the at the moment at this point, is where we find ourselves in life. So um, yes, although older people have they've seen it all, they've they've gone through the regrets, they've had their bad days, but then some young adults need to hear that. Okay, you don't you don't need to. I don't know. There's this um, there's this adage that says um, life is the best teacher or experience is the best teacher. So sometimes you don't need to experience it. Ignorance causes us to experience unnecessary things. So I feel That's like right. some I feel like sometimes if we could actually have prior knowledge about a thing, there are so many avoidable mistakes. As little as yes, we must make a mistake in life, but there are some unavoidable mistakes that we cannot avoid. And there are the ones that are very avoidable. But due to ignorance, we can find ourselves, oh, we just made a flimsy mistake, you know. Do you
1: do you agree that there are some mistakes you make in life that it remains a stamp that places a stamp on you that you can never at all that mistake. You can that you can never go back and correct it until it remains. It continues to affect you in life. I, I don't know if you understand.
2: I, I am with you. I understand what you're saying.
1: Okay, I agree to what you said when you said it's better to learn from people's mistakes than trying to go through the same mistake again.
2: Over again.
1: So what's the passion behind what you do by choosing this path?
2: Well, the passion basically behind me taking this path of analyzing the limbo of young adults simply boils down to myself. (laughs) Yes. As trivia as it is, I am the passion because I'm a point, I am at a point in my life where I am going through these things I talk about. It's something I just decided to be like, okay, I'm going to just pull myself out there. And me talking about it, it created a room for me to feel better over some certain mistakes I have made because we are humans and mistakes are inevitable that is for sure we can only learn to believe with the mistakes by accepting that these things have been done and so i came across a theory i always call it a theory that when i talk about relatable stuff people people tend to also feel that safe spot that okay i'm not the first person i'm not the last person and i will not be the last person and so that's basically just the passion the passion is wanting to have people understand that they are not the only ones that are going through this there are millions of people going through it at the same time and it doesn't have to be only them going through it somebody has to talk about it like I i don't give room to judge them i give room to tell them that it's okay it's okay because the world tends to judge mistakes very quickly without knowing that the possibility of them overcoming some certain kinds of mistakes were really zero to none so it's a no judgment zone basically it's a no judgment zone and so many people are looking for that safe spot to not be judged people are looking for where they can run to and they don't have to hear the whole bombardment that comes from the outside world so that's basically just the passion behind everything
1: Okay, there are some persons listening to you now that will be wondering what does she mean by limbo, limbo, limbo. I've been hearing limbo limbo. I don't know. Can you what what do you what what will you say about limbo?
2: Well, it's a very simple term. There's nothing complex about the limbo. The limbo is just it simply means a point at a person's life where they have to choose, and at that point of making choices. There are so many uncertainties. So it's just it's just a point in a person's life. It's not the game where you have to go on that and you know you have yeah. to bend back. No, it's not that limbo. It's it's a stage where you transition from making a very critical choice. It's a stage, and in that stage, it's not just because it's a stage. It just happens once. It can take years. People take time. People take time to decide what they want to do. So that's basically what the limbo is it's a stage in a person's life where they have to choose and amidst those choices there would be uncertainty so that's what the limbo that's the meaning of the limbo
1: okay thank you very much please can you share a personal experience of when you had to make a very very terrible decision a very confronting decision
2: okay that's very easy (laughs) That's very easy because I think I have to do that all the time. I think I have to do that all the time. So, um, I'm going to tell you guys a very short story of how... I wouldn't say I'm regretting because I've I've come to choose with the fact. I never wanted... I'm studying political science and international relations. Deep down, I never wanted to do that. But I never wanted to write the West African exam twice. So, because I failed literature, which is very funny. I failed literature, I prepared for literature, but I ended up failing it and I don't know why. So my dad used to tell me, I remember when he was saying that, don't you, because I wanted to study law and he'd be like, don't you want to go back and write again so you could pick the course of your choice? And I would be like, I was like, no, life is ahead. I can't go back. <laughs> I can't go back. The failure has been done. We, we move on to the next phase. Funny story was, I never just wanted to write again because my mates, they were in school. So I just wanted to make sure I would be finishing. I didn't even look at the fact that there's something called ASO at that time. I just wanted to be sure that I would finish around the same time my high school mates were graduating from the university. So I was scrolling through my school's page for something similar that I could pick that since I couldn't get my law, to study. And I stumbled onto political sciences. I was like, well, there's government, you know, there's something related. Eh, I would just pick this one. And the journey so far has been very annoying because I do not have a single flair for political science. So I have been living with the fact that I used my own hands to choose a course that I'm not interested in, although I've been thriving my grades are good and all that. So I just keep telling myself it only gets better. Although I've not seen a point where I'm actually working with political science and international relations. So this it's very critical, as funny and as normal as it is, because it's normal for Nigerian universities to just dash somebody a course they don't want to study. But as funny as that is, it's 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 very critical to me because that was a decision I had to choose in my life that would actually take me to the next maybe as long as I'm alive if I want to use this to work and earn and create a name for myself. So I just clumsily just, I could have gone back, I could have written literature, I could have studied law, I could have become an arbitrator, I could have been happy. I'm, I'm happy now because I've come to the fact to decide like that I'm already four years going into the course and there's nothing I can do about it. So I just have to search for something that I would enjoy about it so it it was very critical for me because right now I'm looking for I'm looking for I'm looking for how I could be maybe diplomatic and choose a way I could choose okay this is it I'm going to use diplomacy I'm going to use this because I do not want to be in the government in Nigeria that's out of the question I don't want to be part of it so right now I'm just scurrying and trying to figure out okay this is what I'm going to use this degree for so yes, yeah, so that was a very critical point in my life. And I have to, I've been living with it for the past four years and trying to work my way through it. So yeah, that, that's it.
1: <laughs> okay, I understand you. Your story is just familiar to like 90% of Nigerian students because that's what happens now that you get an admission and the university has to decide the the course they will give to you. The course of study I mean. <laughs>
2: yes, that's what that's it's it's a norm in Nigerian universities. But the the difference is that I was the one that used my own hands to choose. So it's my mistake and I'm living with it. If it's something oh, of the school
1: oh yes. you chose yourself. Okay why didn't you choose the the one you wanted? <laughs>
2: Because the one I wanted, the requirements, I did not have it. I didn't meet one requirement. And I didn't want to go back. I didn't want
1: to. Yes. It It wasn't actually going back. It was just waiting.
2: Yeah, you see, that was the thing I didn't understand that. I could actually just wait, and my timeline is different. I don't have to graduate when my mates are graduating. I just have to do what is best for me. I didn't understand that at that point, but I just wanted to be in the university by all means. So here you are. Yeah,
1: you you know, as young adults, you tend to take uh, some decisions that cost you a lot, Let let me say that. Because you see a lot of people, you just sometimes you just pick a, 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 a course because you just like the way these people dress. You just like my friends are going this way. Mm-hmm. Let me just go too. You understand? So, that, not, not only in the area of education now, in other aspects of life, people do that. And young people tend to do this a lot. So, this is why I I always say that, and I know you say that too, if Mm. everybody says this, if I knew what I know today, I would have Mm -hmm. been a better person. You understand? We say this, so I really like what you do.
2: Thank you very much.
1: change the minds of these uh, young people there are some persons that you you really do not see they really do not know you you advise them you talk to them they they, yeah they have not worked this part so you know, especially when they are in their early 20s you understand below 20, early 20s, it is when most of them start getting to like 26, 27, and they start realizing the the um, mistakes they've done. Yeah. So That's it fair. is make this mistake, but still you have to know that it has been done. Yeah. And, or because we don't go backwards, right? Yeah. So how do these uh regrets you know people regret right yeah. how does it impact their mental and emotional well being like when you regret how does it affect emotionally how does it affect mentally psychologically now psychologically now how do you like overcome this because it's going to some regrets can cause depression right I don't Definitely. know okay it's it can so what do you advise somebody going through this uh this phase
2: okay I just have one candid very solid advice and I tell myself this every day regrets are meaningless so it's pointless wasting your time on them they just It's like drinking poison and expecting another person to die. That is what regret is. The first thing you need to know is you need to come to an acceptance. You cannot overcome a problem without accepting, oh, this is actually the problem. So you need to just come to the acceptance and to the knowledge that there is nothing you can do about this thing that has been done. You cannot do you cannot undo what has been done and by the time you understand that it's pointless you're just wasting your time weeping over something that even if there was even if truly okay there was a time machine and you want to go back to the hands of time you'd have done something different like all those utopic ideas it's not possible so my candid advice to people out there still regretting something that they have done even though they were conscious about it because there are some things that we do and we'll be like it's the devil it's the devil (laughs) it happens so it it doesn't matter we all there's nothing like it's the devil we are human beings we have total control of ourselves and the point the, the moment we tell ourselves that truth that yes i did this with my full chest so what let's keep going. As long as you accept that mistake, you're one step closer to becoming a better person. Because once that this was a mistake, there is a very high chance that you can walk towards preventing that mistake the second time. But if we keep telling ourselves the lies that, oh, this is what happened to you, or maybe we cannot accept that this is the cause or the root of the problem, we will still go back again to do that same thing. And we end up regretting all over again. And to me, I just keep telling myself, regretting is wasting my life, wasting my time. I should be investing in other important things because there's nothing I can do about it. It's meaningless, it's pointless, it's a total waste of time. And it tends to bring your spirit down because there are, sometimes you have conversations with certain people and because of the way the world, people will judge you and be like, oh, look at what she did. Ah, she's a bad person. The truth is we don't even know what those people are hiding. We don't know the secrets that they've come to hide. So all those things shouldn't be our problem. The opinions people have about the mistakes we've made, it doesn't matter one bit. It doesn't define who you are. It doesn't define where you're going to. It doesn't define your next choice. There's just that feeling loop about choices and regret. It just, it's just there. There's a blind spot between the both of them. There is always going to be a regret that might possibly accompany a wrong choice. Sometimes there might be none. Sometimes it might be temporary. We just be like, oh, I should have just taken this. Okay, like when you want to go through a long cut or a short cut, and maybe you go through the long cut and maybe something just, something not too terrible happened. And you just be like, so there are mistakes like that. Very little one. It doesn't have anything to really play at the long term but aside that fact aside that fact the main ones that we go through we just need to understand that there's just a loop wherever you see a choice ahead there's there there are high chances that you either regret it or you you enjoy that choice so the earlier you understand that this is how life has been made to be the happy are you be because you will not end up the time you used to be thinking oh why didn't i do this you will be like okay fine i have done this how do i get out of this mess you see yourself trying to create you know possible ways to amend even though you cannot amend it possible ways to get better that you don't it doesn't affect other people because sometimes we think these things we are doing are not affecting other people we channel negative energy you cannot enter a room and you're not smiling because oh you're probably sulking about something you've done like there's no positive energy because your spirit is down because you are regretting and in Nigeria we don't people hardly they don't really regard the whole thing mental health because they are, they've abused the word mental health my mental health is this my mental but the true people that are actually going through this things this depression there are no listening ears, so they ju- you just see people are still wallowing in that regret. So people just need to hear it that they've made that wrong mistake. It's okay. Pick up your broken pieces, patch yourself up, and move forward. That is the only candid advice I have to give.
1: Thank you very much. Thank you very oh. much. Uh, what you said is 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 true. Now. Most, most times you see a lot a lot of people some persons why they started this uh, podcast is because they didn't have anybody to talk to yeah. you understand they didn't have anybody to talk to they don't want to be depressed they record podcasts just to talk to themselves yes. these are this was how I started my actually I, re- I- sometimes when I, when I'm down, when I'm down, I just, okay. When, when some persons are down, they come to me, they share their problems, and I give them advice. But when I'm down, I don't, I'm unable to tell somebody or even find anybody that will listen to me. So what I do is, this advice I used to give to people, why not give it to myself? So I start recording. I start recording. I will record it. So I just say, okay, let me open a podcast. I will write. I will record. So I record this podcast so that I will go back again to listen to them. Yeah. You understand? This was what this was what I was doing. I realized I realized one thing again, and I want you to. So, and I want us to talk about that: self forgiveness people don't have self-forgiveness and there's always a prayer of forgiveness you know that right?
2: yes of course
1: people don't uh, forgive themselves but they want God to forgive them Mm -hmm. you understand? you want God to forgive you but you do not forgive yourself so it's very difficult that's why people keep wallowing it's difficult You. The connection will not be there. Okay, I want I want you to talk about self forgiveness, how it affects, uh, how it helps to, how it helps in this uh, mental health.
2: Okay, so about self forgiveness, it's something I'm I myself am working on. I always try to forgive myself. I'm learning it, so I'm going to also speak about it with. As much as confidence as I have gained, I've come to realize that the accepting of the problem and accepting that a mistake has been made it breeds it brings room and it breeds a ground for you to forgive yourself because I mean you are the subject that probably you're the victim sorry of the problem, so by this' okay, yes, you made this mistake. And you're not going to be the first person in this world making this, making a mistake in general. You you would come to forgive yourself. And you cannot heal and overhaul a mistake if you have not forgiven yourself. That is the truth. So, so self-forgiveness, so self, self-forgiveness goes a long way. Imagine, and okay, self-forgiveness, I, I could give an instance. You want people to love you for who you are. We want people to accept you for your flaws when you as a person you've not accepted yourself yes people will say i love myself i accept myself but if they should go outside or okay let me use um body dysmorphia for an example people that have slight deformities that they have not come like maybe they're obese they're too fat or too slim you know yes they wake up in the morning and say yes yes i love myself because they know they cannot do anything about it and they go outside and just a single comment from someone will make you start hating yourself all over again and you're in this this place and you're like ah, i thought you're not wondering i thought i said i loved who i am for who i am you know you're having those thoughts again other people are starting to define who you really are you know but if you've come to forgive your own self in your that this is this is this is the life you saw yourself in. Trust me, you're one way closer to living a happy, stress-free, less anxious life because you'd see yourself even taking positive steps, to grow, and to improve. So you see yourself growing, and this is very important in life. Any person that has not taken The right steps to grow will remain static. And being static, the world will just evolve and leave you behind. So we need to grow effortlessly, continually, non-stop. And you cannot grow if you have not forgiven yourself. That is the truth. Where are you growing to? When your mind, you know we control our mind, we control our thoughts. When you're still telling yourself, look at what you did, you're a very bad person. You don't have sense, you're this, you... Like, nobody can insult a person more than they do themselves in their quiet time. <laughs> yeah. You're like, look at what you're doing. Can't you just get anything right? That is when you not even remember what probably the devil has been whispering to you. Or that's when you start having that thought that somebody told you back in the day that you're useless, you're this and that. So, I mean, self-forgiveness is a very vital tool. For the mental health is very vital because it helps it helps you have a better and very structured mental health because even if you know that if you make if you if you if you make a mistake in the future and when you just make the mistake ah, the first thing you think about is how you're going to move on and how you're going to accept this mistake and the first thing you're thinking about is oh don't worry ah, Rafaela, you've done this thing you're going to be all right I know you're not the only one and even if you lose friends it's going to be okay you know you you pamper yourself you pamper your mental health I'm telling you you just be way better it will come to the point that all those things will not even bother you again you start trying to be better instead of time you as in the time you try to be used to be better you won't waste it any longer bombarding yourself with negative and pessimistic like we need to forgive ourselves you know, it creates a positive mindset for everybody. People, when, people if you forgive yourself, people will even see reasons because it may look like, eh, you're forgiving yourself. How does it connect? This world is very, very, it's, it's, it's created in a way that everything is interconnected. So people can just sense it. So if you're being positive to yourself, if you're being good to your own self first, if you create that self-love, that self-forgiveness, that, that self-growth, People would just the energy around you would have no opportunity, so have no choice but to change. You know, you would attract what you you give yourself. So that's basically it. is very vital for your It's very vital for your mental health. It helps you to grow and improve. That's what I have to say about that.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I agree to what you said. Now, mm-hmm. you know that a lot of people who make great. A lot of them don't really seek change. They don't seek change because anybody that seeks change, will be mindful of the next decisions, is going to make right yeah. now. If they don't seek, uh, they don't seek change because uh, they don't take actions. There are persons that keeps listening, keep listening. They don't take actions, and when you look at look at yourself five years ago. You are still struggling with the same regret, struggling with the same thing. You look at yourself now, you have done nothing, nothing. Happened. Most of them, they don't ask, you have to ask yourself, what am I not doing right? And what am I doing wrong?
2: You see, the only thing I have to actually say concerning this is <laughs> I was going to say, let the poor breathe. <laughs> I was actually going to say that, well, that, that aside, you see the thing it's easier said than done. That's that is just the truth. And people don't have that support, Shivo. Like, it's very easy to say people are only listening. I know the times I, I would I would battle with why 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 am I not taking action? You know, but people have certain phobias that they've not even acknowledged. That's oh, And change is very constant. Even if you're not ready to change, change is already going to change. I don't even know what I said. Even if you feel like, oh my God, I'm not ready to take this. The change will come and because you were unprepared for it, you will not, it will not be like as if this is not a change for good. It becomes a change for bad because you were unprepared. There's something I, that I, someone used to tell me that I, I love so much. There's no such thing as a lucky person. Nobody's there's, I I don't know why some people will counter this, but I beg you, please do counter. I just love it because people always tend to cover hard work with, Oh, this person is so lucky. Ah, they're so lucky. They're so lucky. They're so lucky. It's like, there's no, there's no such thing as a lucky person. This is just opportunity meeting a prepared person you understand what i'm trying to say so yeah. sometimes people are just listening and you're wondering why they're not taking action they are not prepared for that action yet there's a point in your life where you actually have to sit down and listen for we the christians there is a point in your life where you need to be quiet so god can speak to you or where all you need to sometimes you don't need to pray you just need to sit down and listen so for the people, like in this life, there, there will always be different kinds of people. Not everybody will always change for good. That is just the bitter truth about life.
0: So yeah. for the people,
2: for people that listen and take action, there, there, is, there are always going to be those sets of people. So even if you meet the set of people that are just listening, just give them that space to listen. That is what they can do at that point in their life. Don't force people. That's what people don't understand. Because somebody somebody did this took this action and it led them to a certain point. It doesn't mean use this so they will take it and lead them to that point. Sometimes Ah. they will take it because because they are not yes, yes.
1: Yeah, yeah, I get your point. What what I'm saying is this. There are persons that are great in life. I want to change, I want to change. That's what I'm saying. But take the action, they keep. they are ready to confess everything they are going through to you. They really need help. They really need the help. But they don't take action. See this case of the Israelites. The Israelites in the book of Hosea, they were always coming to God like, any they offend God, you know what they did? They wear sackcloth. Like Black cloth that used to mourn somebody when a loved one dies. To wear is wear sad clothes mm-hmm. to rub ashes on their body they will rub ashes on their body mm-hmm. and they will tear the clothes mm-hmm. just to prove that they are sad mm-hmm. they, are, they, they are remorseful mm-hmm. and they are unhappy mm-hmm. forgiveness mm-hmm. God give now after mm-hmm. doing it. Go back to the same thing that they said they would not do again. It's human nature, right? They kept doing this. And God, at one point, got tired and said, You people are deceiving me. It's not to them. Render your hearts and not your garments. Was he trying to tell these people? He's telling these people, You have been regretting, I've seen it, you have been praying for it. I've seen it take action, yes. So it boils down to the mindset. I believe that when the it's just an issue of the mind, when the mind is changed, a must action will change, right? It's, yeah. it's, Actions will change. his decisions will change. he will be wiser. This is not the this is not the type that you you want to force into doing something. They are telling you they want. It's difficult. It's difficult. It's difficult. I know. So how do you?
2: Yes, people. This I agree with what you're saying. There are people that we hear. And they they know the repercussion of their actions. They know that if they don't even change, this thing is going to happen. But they see themselves stuck, and they, they are not making any action. They are not doing anything. Like for someone that says maybe I'll start a YouTube account today, I'll open that YouTube account today, but he ends up not doing it, and then he's regretting. And he probably goes online and sees other people making that wave on that same thing he said he would do. Then he starts regretting, ah, why didn't I open it that time? Why didn't I open it, you know? Like, I just feel like people have a breaking point. That's for me. I just feel like it will get to a point where people, they, they will just be like, no, I can't take it any longer. Because, I don't know, there's no matter how much you say something to a person, a man's heart is already settled. That's the truth. Take, for instance, um, you go to preach to people, to carry the gospel to people. You know there's something they always tell us that we only preach to this Holy Spirit that will convict. And and are you familiar with that?
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: Well, yeah. I think basically if I want to draw anything from that, no matter how much you tell somebody Jesus Christ died for you, even if you go and kabash 2,000 hours, nothing is going to change that person's heart except there is a conviction coming from um, the Holy Spirit so now I just feel this is basically what I feel you could you could tell me your opinion about it. I just feel like if people have those people that claim they want to stop procrastinating they want to they want to take it and take an action they want to see something different happening in their life I just feel like there's a breaking point for everybody for the people that want to change you. I feel like there's a breaking point for everybody. And aside from that breaking point, I feel like if there's constant um, a circle, sorry, there are circle, circle of friends, you know, imagine somebody that procrastinates and he wants to change, and then he's, he he has a group of friends or she has a group of people that they are not even supporting that change, you know, they are not, not being pushed. Sometimes all we need is just a push from the right person. And some people don't have that. Some people only have themselves. They want to change, they want to change. They can listen to this podcast and, okay, I'm going to go to that thing. But you end up, they look left, they look right. There's no pressure coming from anybody to even push them to say they want to change and that. I take myself for example. Um, I'm a third child, I have two elder sisters. And they always constantly remind me, I cannot be small. Sometimes I just want to lie down and say, okay, I'll, I'll publish tomorrow. Or I have friends. Let me use my podcast, for example. I'm going too far. I have friends. like They, they, they will come to me and be like, oh, Rafi, when are you going to drop another episode? And I'll be like, uh, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, you know, I just give flimsy excuses. You understand what I'm saying? I just tell myself, yeah. oh, I'm busy, I'm busy. Even if I fully know where I'm not busy, I, maybe I'm just being lazy. And then I, I see them saying, you just have to, you just have to pop. You just have to drop an episode. You just have to, you know, there's pressure. There's pressure coming from here. You need to drop an episode. You need to do this. You need to do this. So sometimes if your surrounding is not even, if you're not even in a space where you can be pushed, I think you just, re- you need, some people, some people need that training. Some people need, sometimes, oh, we, we just have all the knowledge, but we can't apply. It. It's just like in Nigerian schools now. Yes, you're studying. How can how can you okay? How can you say you're studying medicine and for one day you've not you've not maybe attended to a real life patient, but you've read everything that has to do with attending to a patient. You know the right tools to use. You know everything, but you practicality, I we mean, need we need to be practical, and sometimes people don't have that resource. Resource is not about money or anything. People don't have that capacity to be practical. So sometimes they need people to help them that's why that's why we need people like you and i we need people out there to sometimes we see our friends and you figure it out you figure it out you cannot just help people by telling them you figure it out if you have that time make conscious effort help people make sure they figure it out sometimes people can't do it by themselves they need a push so it's not enough they've heard it they know what to do there's some people you talk to they say think how i go take to um, how will i get through this how will I get?" that's where we come into play some people, you can have all the knowledge in the world. They don't know how to apply. This is where we help them. Okay, do this. You you can help somebody by tracking their progress, track their growth for them. You know, it's just, it just boils down to a push. That's, all the- that's, somebody,
1: that's somebody that wants to be helped, right? Mm-hmm.
2: Yes, yeah, somebody that wants to change, but they don't know how to. Sometimes we just need a push. And if you're capable of providing them with that push, then why not? Some Why persons, not? some
1: persons are not. Some persons come to you when you try to like uh, check them, check them. They feel like I've I've seen some people like that. They feel like you are not yes. You're disturbing them.
2: You are disturbing. And yes. those people, they don't. Those ones don't want to change. Now, if I'm talking in context about people that want to change, you will know, you don't need yes. to force. Every, but everybody knows what their problem. I'm telling you the honest truth. Everybody knows what they are doing. We are all adults. We know that and sometimes somebody say, "Please, can you help me?" Yes, I want to be there. Maybe if you text them, they are like, "I'm not free today." They start making up excuses. Everybody knows the repercussions of their actions. You understand what I'm saying? So when you even meet people like those, you don't need to push yourself too far. They will come to the realization. They will come to the realization. That's why I don't know. I have. Say, I was listening to something. And he was a preacher and he was like, poverty is not, is not caused because um, the person, okay, a poor man will always remain poor if he has not changed his mindset. Because even if you give that poor man a, a, a particular amount of money that can change his life, because his mind is not changed, he will always remain poor. Why? Because he's going to still waste that money. He doesn't. He knows that money will solve his problem. More. but if that money should ever get due, gets to him because he's not capable upstairs. Because his capacity, his capacity to actually have proper financial management is zero. He ends up squandering that money again, which causes him to remain poor again. So that's why sometimes some some people are just where they are. There's no progress. Sometimes they say that hey, nobody wants to help them are you ready? Do you want to be helped? Are you ready? Like It's, it's everything in this world boils down to our mindset. So basically, that people, all those people that are saying you're disturbing them even after they've come to seek, trust me. Those people, I feel like they should, you should just give them time. The realization will come. And when they do get that realization, I do hope it's never too late for them. Because you cannot force a man to change. He has to come to the acceptance that I want to change. Anybody that's been forced, they will even learn. They will just sometimes, some people will even pretend they are listening to you. Uh, let, let this person just say what I want to say and come out for me and let me know what I want to do. Raffi. So, ra- r- raffi. Yes. yes. Have uh, you heard to know, see if
1: you've been on Facebook? You hear some people from Kim, regional speakers, uh, aspire to perspire. How they mock people. Most of those people, they don't they don't believe in motivation. And most of them, they don't know the work that these people are doing. I know motivation lasts for a few minutes. When you hear a word and you don't take action, you are going you won't do it. That's how motivation is. The moment you are listening, because okay, so this is how you do Right. Right. I'll look I want to be calculated they are speaking uh, i they are just saying it. the pastor is saying what I'm going through right now. That moment they are yes. inspired, they are right. Yes. Well this motivation will not last more than 15 minutes and it is gone. If he, gone if so how yeah, like you know that moment on that,
2: right? Uh, that's euphoria at the moment.
1: Yes, it will go away. So, what do you have? What do you have? That can be motivated to be motivated. To be, to be motivated
2: do you know the funny? The only, I only do one thing I do not listen to motivational speakers. That is the truth. I don't listen to people that don't even have a little bit of understanding of what i am going through if i were to need any motivation at all from anything sometimes yes i do listen to some good podcasts because i mean sometimes i have a, i just have one friend that understands me and i speak to her quite frankly and she tells me, as in backbreaking things that I need to do. Motivation speakers, all these who we scroll to Instagram here, get up, do this, do that. You can only do this if you do that. See, it's like taking booze. It's like drinking alcohol. And you're high at the moment. And when you sleep, you wake up, it's gone. That's what it's like. What is the point of being motivated when people can't even see it or you cannot even see it yourself. I'm going to take this for instance. Sometimes people are really trying their best, but they don't even, even even though you don't need to, you don't need the validation of people, there's nobody recognizing them in that best that they're putting in. Nobody's even telling them, oh, you're doing great, you know, or, ah, this is good, good work, good progress. Instead, they tell them, ah, so you're still here, like, okay, just... And it's okay, you know. The human mind is structured in it. It's, it's where everybody, no matter how hard guy, hard guy, we are very, very, very tender emotional people. Sometimes just a little word of encouragement. But there
1: are a lot the, of there are, there are a lot of uh, motivations that you okay, will be There are motivations that I want to call them.
2: Not the ones that will make you feel complacent about your current situation. No, not, not those ones. Not the ones that will tell you you don't have to do it, sleep, sleep. No, no, no. Not those not those ones. Those ones create room for people to even be lazy. Bro, no. there are some
1: places that are some that okay, will tell you you
2: are It depends on the kind of okay. The context of, what is their definition of being okay? You get. I just I mean, I just know that. You cannot just be listening to motivation speakers, motivation speakers. You know, see, it's easy for people to hear. Or it's easy for people to um to say, okay, to listen to all this gym advice. How would Raffy, I? I Rafi, I
1: want to ask you a question. Okay. What we, what I call it self help, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Self help, right?
2: Okay.
1: Is Okay, what's, what's, what's your category? not yourself
2: Sorry, what did you say?
1: Your category now. Is it not self-help and self-improvement? Yes,
2: yes, yes.
1: So, how to you remove motivation from this? You can remove motivation from you. I know what you are saying. I know what you are saying. If you, if you just classify, if you just see motivation, they are not, they are, there are persons that do it because they just want to I'm talking about But we cannot just strike this. thing just uh, like if look what this people people like Les Brown delete g Rod. I don't know. I don't even know what I'm What we do are part of the
0: That's
1: the truth. Agree. Let me not say that. We are What we are doing now is motivation. He's, he's, not, he's not
2: he's not I agree yeah I agree. but they are different they are different you know that do you know that Andrew I don't even know Andrew Cobertate on Instagram okay you know Andrew Tate Okay, he's a very popular guy his method of motivation eh, nobody will tell you two times I'm telling you nobody is going to tell you two times you would look at yourself and you're like no I have to do this so, some I want mean, well, to be very honest. It's what kind of motivation are you listening to? Mm-hmm. I mean, because they are very important. Yes, motivation is important. Everybody needs, even everybody. It's just like having that push to to some people. What a motivation is just enough. It, even some,
1: because it, even the gospel has to motivate you.
2: Exactly. How can you motivate a person that doesn't want to be motivated, or how can you motivate a person that does not know how to go about it? For example, what this gym inspires. You just need to wake up. You just need to do this, do that. Okay. First day gone. You go to the gym and you're so tired. You, you, you might not even. You might say, oh, my, you're not coming back here again." How do you not make convince that person? How do you convince that person now? That-, that,
1: was, that was that was that was the question
2: I was asking. No, I know. That's what I want to say. That okay. sometimes it's not just yes. It's not just enough to like listen and all that. Yes, you're motivated and all that. The way we are doing it, the the process, because people process things differently. The way this person is going to take this motivation or this podcast is going to be very different from the way another person would take this podcast.
1: Because of the way they are.
2: Because of the way they are. Yes. Exactly. So, things like this, people need more. That's why We need to create, I don't know how, I don't know how possible it can be The world, the way the world is right now, everything is just virtual, 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 virtual. How can you track an online class? You know, everything is virtual. We need that physical experience. We need that physical so Some people like this now, that physical experience, to tell them that, okay, yes, you've had the motivation. Do the work, you know, do the work. Like, let me show you strategic ways to do this. I know you've heard what I've said because I can scroll through Instagram and I can see something today that will motivate me, but I don't even know how I'm going to go about it. Yeah. But if I have somebody around I want to talk to, I see what I, you know, because there's always somebody before us in a particular field. I could say, okay, I see this thing I saw on Instagram. And the person be like, okay, maybe, just maybe you're around the right circle. And the person might be like, okay, you just start like this first now. Start like this, start like this you know do this way do that way do that way so really honestly speaking i really don't have much to say about this i just feel like because of the way people are built, motivation is not just enough it's not just enough to be motivated
1: yeah i agree was that was my It, it will not last. The motivation will not last. You are out from after it's gone. You are here. the same, the same thing because
0: there
1: are some persons that are here and they just you understand it happens. it happens. It happens. That's where the show was talking about the parable of the sower. It boils down to our hearts where the words fell on. Also, a uh, situation at that particular time. You might, be, I might be going through something very terrible. You are not going through anything. If we hear a message, you you take it according to your situation, right? I will take man according to my situations. That's what that's what uh, happens. Okay, Rafi, thank you very much. We have spent an hour already.
2: So in conclusion, about overhauling mistakes, like I said before, just one candid advice. Regrets are meaningless, my dears. Don't waste your time on it. Don't waste your time regretting. Don't waste your time sulking over a particular bad decision. It's not going to help you. So just accept it and you know take possible conscious efforts and steps to grow and live above your flaws and your weak points that's just what i have to say
1: all right Rafi. people listening to you now would want to reach you on social media do you have a book or you can let us know your social media handle
2: okay so um if you guys can actually reach out to me through um instagram i'm only on instagram i am not on facebook um my instagram username is rafala underscore you very simple so you can reach out to me direct message my email is there you can reach out to me through my email chinansorafala at gmail.com so instagram or email i'll take the instagram handle again Rafela underscore you, so it will be an honor to hear from you guys
1: and your at, podcast.
2: Yes, the teenage limbo with Rafi on every platform of your choice on Apple, on Spotify, anyone, Castbox, whatever it's on 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 Google too. So any, anyway, just the teenage limbo with Rafi.
1: All right, all right. It's been a wonderful time talking with Rafi, Rafaela Shinoso.
2: Uh, thank you so much for having me, Mr. Shiba.
1: All right, guys, we've come to the end of today's podcast and I've been with So Rafela Rafi. She's the CEO of Teenage Limbo. <laughs> All right. I, I hope you learned something from today's episode. So what you got to do is to share, like, rate, comment. What is? Yeah, support. Support us. All right. I'll be leaving now. See you again next time. Thank you for
0: joining us today on the Vivid Vision Podcast. Make sure to visit our website at sharevisions.com. You can subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and everywhere else podcasts are streamed so you will never miss a show. While you're at it, if you found a value in this show. We would appreciate a rating on our podcast or if you simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash sharevisions. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at sharevisions. Be sure to tune in next week for our next episode. Until next time, keep learning and keep growing. Sharevisions. Inspired. Share the vision.